What's up? John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. It's Sunday night and uh, it's time to party. How's everybody uh, doing? It's it, is it still Bizarro World? It's kind of Bizarro World. I'm trying not to pay attention to much of anything. And uh, I'm noticing a lot less masks. That's good. It feels good to have less masks. I want to do a Q&A, just uh, old, old school shake break style, see what everybody's up to. Um, <clears throat> see if you guys uh, have any good info or questions about what's going on for you guys. Had a busy day. Coach Mo's in town. He's got a crew of uh, his students are here to uh, train. Experience California living a little bit for a week. And um, I have a barbecue on Thursday. I'm going to teach a little bit. Should be fun. I want to try to get uh, Mo on this. Like He should be able to do monthly trips. I'm sure you can find guys that aren't even local. If you can find a good place uh, for people to sleep and he's already got the gym and then he can get guys in the area to come in and, and do uh, you know, like privates or whatever. And they guys have a place to train, place to work out, food. Pretty good deal. I think uh, he doesn't like organizing crap though, so just leaving money on the table. He's leaving money on the table. I am going to be uh, putting a focus more and trying to get seminars, and we're going to do some more uh, private stuff, private lessons, small groups. I need, I need to get teaching a little bit more. I may even try to find a you know a couple days a week where I can get into one of the gyms and 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 uh, grapple some more. <clears throat> It's been a while since I did anything other than lift weights and hit a heavy bag. I'm I'm uh getting beefy. Adam here is saying, um, what up, big John? And we're extremely big right now. <laughs> I'm walking at two twenty. Most days I'm two twenty. Getting up there. I wanted to put on some weight. I want to see, but I wanna see how I can I wanna see how I roll <clears throat> and uh at a bigger weight, see how that feels, see how my cardio is, and see how much like uh, see how much a guy who's uh, 240, like how much stronger is a guy who's 240? Like how much trouble do I have with a 240 pound guy in grappling? Right, because if I can if I can do okay with somebody who's like 240, that could be interesting. As far as as far as like competing <clears throat> and doing, you know, grappling stuff, I think that could be pretty dope. Quite honestly, uh, let's see. Lee the Flea has a good question here. Let's see, Lee's got long time viewer. Lee, much appreciated. Lee's from back in the Shake Break days. 
Lee wants to know, uh, how do you think GSP would do boxing Oscar De La Hoya if De Dana would allow it? Also, do you think he might lend legitimacy to the Trilla promotion? Oh, well. Um, De La Hoya or, or um, GSP? Uh, Trilla is just going to be what it is, a circus, because a lot of fighting is turned into the circus show because – what the UFC is doing is kind of more circus and pro wrestling stuff. So they're they're combining the pro wrestling with the boxing. So they're having to follow the uh, Muhammad Ali Act, but they're showing that you can you can promote and make money following the Ali Act. It's a circus, but like those guys are independent contractors, and if they want to fight somebody for money, people want to pay to watch it. Like let them do it. Um, but excuse me. GSP is not a boxer, right? But he's also going to have like 20 pounds on De La Hoya. De La Hoya is not GSP's size. He's a much smaller person. And he's old. So I'm not thinking that Oscar is going to um, knock him out in any way. Maybe GSP has a puncher's chance. But I don't know. It, it, it should have been allowed so we could see it it should have happened why should it didn't happen it didn't happen because dana white couldn't make enough money off of it or dana white's spiteful and didn't want oscar de la hoya to make any money off of it gsp just needs to get his boxing license and then create gsp promotions these guys these guys are fucking themselves over so much by not supporting the Ali Act. Like the more they would step up and support it, like the faster it would pass. It would pass when nobody's looking, like they take the money. But like if the big names were talking shit, Ali Act would pass fast. These guys could promote themselves. People pay to watch them. They pay to watch their names. <clears throat> they pay to watch John Jones. They pay to watch GSP. You can you can see that. Like the trailer promotion legitimizes that claim because these guys who are nobody youtubers their names sell they didn't need if they if they decided to do an mma promotion they nutted up instead of doing doing boxing matches if they actually did like mma fights and did an mma promotion they, they do huge numbers too could you imagine if they got these boxers and these guys to like put on four ounce gloves and have legitimate mma fight like i'd pay to watch that I wouldn't even pirate that. I would I would pay to watch that. That would that would be funny. I would pay to watch Jake Paul or one of the other Pauls, whatever, one of those people, a rapper, somebody to put on MMA gloves and have an actual fight. They could fight another rapper or another, you know, goof, but like those those four ounce gloves are way less forgiving. An elbow to the dome. I just think that's yeah, well, have them do that. Have them do that and watch them do bigger numbers than UFC. <laughs> watch Trilla start doing MMA promotion and uh, monopolize the sport because they're doing just nothing but circus. They just say, they said, fuck the sports charade altogether. Next here, uh, Adam Williams is asking, how was it training with Josh Kostick? It was good, man. It was like a love hate thing. I hate training with him because he's good and he he pushes and you know he's he's competitive like me. So like we're fighting for every inch of uh, 
every exchange, every scramble, every piece of ground, you know, like just because we're competitive. So that was like, we definitely, I, I think we definitely lifted each other's levels up. Um, being able to train with each other like that. Because some people, you know, they just, they get tired and they kind of fold and, or they just pace themselves, you know, just don't get beat that bad for the whole, the whole few rounds or whatever. But Koshek was always there to push. <clears throat> oh, this isn't a question. It's more of a, statement an admission of love thank us uh thank you lucas he says he loves me. he says he loves me um bananas you are bananas you are bananas he says you should fight john jones at heavyweight <laughs> see that's what i'm saying like he's still 240 right now so what what is what is 240 what does a 240 pounder feel like i need to feel that i need to, I need to grab some big dudes and roll around see what's up my cardio is going to be awful, though. I've been doing a little bit of bag work here and there. But, like, 15 to 25 minutes bag work, it's not the same. Five minutes of grappling. been wrestling weights. Which fighters are part of the lawsuit against the UFC? Let's, uh... Let's do this. There are several named plaintiffs, but we are representing a, a little over 1,200 fighters that uh, roughly fall into the time frame of uh, 2010 to 2017. Yes. Uh, this is the website we just put up, uh, ufcclassaction.com. And these are the name plaintiffs here, Brandon Vera, Kung Lee, myself, Nate Quarry, Kyle Kingsbury, and uh, Javier. So we are the name plaintiffs. <coughs> Nate was part of the uh, – um, the uh, – the, uh, the class involved with the uh, the name and likeness stuff, the that class, the rest of us are part of the bout class. So Nate, the first part of the bout, the burst, not the bout thing, the uh, the merchandising the uh, uh, class thing got thrown out, <clears throat> but we got class certification for the um, uh, the bout class, which is the the fights, <coughs> which is the at the time was the majority of the money. Now. They may actually be making more from the other side. Um, but, yeah, so we're waiting on a written decision from the judge, and then the UFC will appeal, and then we will go from there. And the judge is taking so long because um, he wants to be sure that they can't punch any holes in his decision because he knows they're going to appeal. All right, so he's... He's made kind of those comments on the line, like, you know, we, we know we got it. He just has to write his decision in an airtight fashion so that they can't put any holes in it. Okay. And then once uh, they rule on the uh, appeal, it's game time. We go to trial where they try to uh, settle. 
and then they have they're working on the next batch of fighters now because UFC's conducting the same business practices. They haven't changed since 2017. They're doing the same things. So they need another batch of fighters to come forward and file the uh, lawsuit for the next class. Okay, this is how you put pressure on them. You're just like, okay, well, we're going to keep pumping waves and waves of litigation at you until you change your business model, until it's a legal uh, business model and it no longer has restraints on the market, no restraints on the fighters' ability to own their titles, own their ranks independently from the promoter. <clears throat> May press room is here. Oscar would box GSP. Yeah, he'd box him up, but like, yeah, GSP might land one big shot here every once in a while, and they would probably call it a draw in some way, or it would just be, you know, they'd probably do like six rounds. Would they even do a full eight to ten minutes? No, probably like six rounds and then some decision that people are unhappy with. They pay $65 for it. Nick said he rolled, hasn't rolled in almost two years. Yeah, it really, I mean, I want to I want to get myself to the point where I want to like do it because I miss it and it's fun. Like it's been a job and a burden kind of for a while. It's kind of pain in the ass. I kind of want to do it. Plus, plus I have more of a pain in the neck. Plus the neck hasn't felt amazing. Um, but yeah, so this is the lawsuit. We have the website, we have the overview, file the case 2014. Um, yeah, we have uh, the timeline, right? This is pretty cool because you have the uh, what we filed, uh, Zufa files a motion to transfer the case. We get transferred to uh, Zoo, uh, to uh, Nevada. End up getting a good um, judge, though, Bullworth, in the situation. Yeah, that was June 2015, transferred to Nevada. Um, yeah, you can follow all the, all the juicy stuff. But like this has been going really slow and they're drawing it out and it's it's kind of ridiculous. Like some of the stuff that's um been left is uh you know left out or not made to go public was that redacted. Yeah, the stuff that's been redacted is is ridiculous. Like there's no reason for some of these things to be be out there other than it's embarrassing for the people involved. When you when you see what the managers of these fighters, what the promoters of other organizations are saying, what their inner interpersonal communications are, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay, but yeah, you can go to that website, check out UFCclassaction.com, especially if you're a fighter. <clears throat> Find out if you're being represented, which you are if you fought in a certain time frame. What's up, Lucas? Uh, Lucas says, if uh, in soccer there are contractual fines, so if Team A is interested in a player playing on Team B, that team or that player pays a fine and he leaves that team. 
there are contractual fines in the UFC. No, it's just like it's take it or leave it. If you have a problem with the contract, you have to go to an arbiter. You have to go to their judge, go to their arbitration. You have to pay for it. It's like no one ever wins. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just they're crazy. And, and when in soccer, you have multiple teams, right? And each team is probably owned by a different company. That's the big difference between that that situation because if all of the teams were owned by the same company like all the contracts are the same and nobody gets to argue anything or go anywhere it's like it's just it's centralized power see so you, you have a league right and the league controls the title but they don't pay people the teams pay the people the teams have exclusive contracts but the teams don't control the title and the teams don't control ranking they just control uh, whether or not they can contract a fighter and then fulfill the contract appropriately in the fighter, in the, in the, not the fighter, but the athlete. Once again, Lucas says, uh, if a fighter wants to leave the UFC and fight for another organization, can he pay fine and leave? Nope. Nope. They And they put pauses on your contract all the time. So, like, if you're not fighting, you're hurt, or you turn a fight down, they'll, they'll freeze your, your contract for, like, six months. They're like never ending contracts. That's part of the lawsuit. It's like, and if you get to the upper echelon, if you start making main event main event fights, what they'll do is they'll they'll sign you to like eight fights, so you're locked in on a pay scale. Even if you win the title on your second fight on that eight, like that's what you're fighting for as a champion. Um, you might get to be able to negotiate for some side perks like some tickets, extra tickets to the fight, first-class flights, shit like that, you know, an extra bonus, backroom check bonus, but, like, yeah. Um, the boy says, would a boxer's chin be exposed if they wore MMA gloves? The box, the glove is more for protecting the hands and the face so it doesn't get cut in boxing. Quite honestly, they don't really care about um, brain damage, but you're going to get less cuts and less bruising and less stuff from the boxing glove than you are, in my opinion, the MMA glove. Um, just because where the fabric is and how much there is and whatever, you're going to get cut up more, I think, and, and beat up more with the with the MMA gloves. So I think boxers. We're going to have a little bit, you know, because MMA gloves are like a step above bare knuckle. Yeah, boxers. Well, I mean, I, there's a few guys that have, you know, our big, our, our boxers come from a boxing background. Um, Tony Johnson is one of our guys. And uh, he was a good boxer, pretty good boxer. And he fights um, Bellator now. He knocked out Joe Schilling. And, like, yeah, guys who know how to punch, like, we put a four-ounce glove on him. <clears throat> Super chat. Gabriel, thank you very much. Gabriel Torres says, uh, hey, John, I've been pushing it real hard in the weight cutting and training and also working. It's causing some serious depression. you ever get this? Um... Are you sure it's the uh, the working out and the weight cutting? 
and the weight cutting too, like I hope you're not sustaining your weight cutting. You know, weight cutting is like a one-time thing because you have a, a bodybuilding fitness show or you have a fight or you have a wrestling match or jiu-jitsu or whatever. Like I don't, I don't cut weight anymore. You know, I retired, so I'm on my meal plan and my meal plan was the same from the weight cut Bible. And, um, because I have that meal plan, it keeps me lean. Like it keeps my body composition where I want it. And that's really what I want to attain is I want to, you know, be able to eat a lot of food, still have cheap meals. Like on the weekend, have a little bit of carbs. Like I had a little bit of cinnamon roll, French toast today. Right. So the wake up Bible. So, um, I, I still use the same thing here. I've been trying to put on weight. So I've been eating the big eight, eight eggs, eight ounces, the big, big numbers, but I'm not eating a lot of carbs, but I do have a little cheat meal on the weekends and then a little bit of whiskey on the weekends. So, um, yeah, but I've been beefing up a little bit, but I'm not cutting weight like sustained weight cutting as no bueno. Um, You know, people talk about work-life balance all the time. I'm not a, a big work-life balance type of person like most people think. I'm, I'm about obsession, obsessively pursuing your goal until you achieve it. And then once you have sustained like a good plateau, then you can have a little celebration. You can celebrate a little bit, take a little bit of a break. So maybe you need to take a little celebration take a step back. Maybe you've been doing things for a long time. You've been upgrading and leveling up and it's time to enjoy life a little bit. That's the way I do my balance, but I do obsessive amounts of work until I get something done. And that's my focus until it's done. And then I'll take a break and I'll force myself to take a little bit of a break. Um, maybe you need a little bit of a break sometimes. That's what happens. But I don't, this whole like work balance, whatever crap. That's a great way to stay average. Like, I'm going to work just enough to meet some needs. And then I'm going to go play and waste money and waste time and whatever. I'd rather obsessively, compulsively pursue a goal. And then when I, I've, I've lifted myself up, when I've leveled up and I feel leveled up, it's time to like, hey, okay, let's, let's enjoy, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's take a night. Let's take a night to us. Something like that. Maybe you're needing that a little bit. Um, there's so many things that can, that can get you in a, not a great mood. Maybe you need to just be around people more. Sometimes I isolate, I get isolated sometimes. And I find if I uh, force myself to be out, you know, if you're doing work on your computer, go to the fucking coffee shop and spend time there. And that can lift your mood. Just being around new people, new energy. Um, take yourself on a date by yourself sometimes, maybe or, or get a pretty lady. Usually that, that cheers me up. Date with a hot chick. It's the best for mood boosting. Um, all right, man. That helps. Uh, 
Tyler Durden's stupid name says, uh, still holding Bitcoin, but damn, in your opinion, should I double down by the dip? What are we looking at right now? What are we looking at? What are we looking at right in this minute? 34, 35,000. Okay. Think about where we were like a year ago. I mean, the fact that the fact that it's above 20,000 is pretty phenomenal. Honestly, it's pretty it's pretty phenomenal to think about that. Um, so I'm not really worried. This is still a long-term investment for me. If I need to, I will sell some because I need liquid assets. Uh, but I, I, we're think, I think we're fine. I think what's happened is the big boys, the big institutions wanted a discount. <clears throat> and they don't want you to have Bitcoin. They don't want you to have it. So they scare the shit out of you and they buy it up. They scare the shit out of you and you buy it up. Right? Elon Musk, he was pumping Bitcoin. He was secretly selling. He sold a shitload of it secretly. And then he caused the FUD. Fear, uncertainty, and uh, what's the other one? The D? Something with the D. Whatever. So he causes the FUD. And then the price drops, and the dude's buying it up. You know he's buying it up. They're buying tons of it. That's what happens. That's what happened. 50% drop. It's all right. It's not the first time. It's not the first time. First big dip was it hit like 1,200, and then it crashed all the way to like 100-something. That was a pretty big dip. You're going to put it in a Tesla. Okay, so you're saying if you uh, if it drops further, you're going to put money, you're going to sell it by Tesla. So Tesla, I'm worried with Tesla because they don't, they don't make money from car sales. They make money from... Um, Credits like I think they're called rec credits or something from the government because other with clean energy I'm not I'm not uh, clear on this but they uh, they make money because the government pays them for the way they do their uh, clean energy shit I don't know if that's a safe bet how man how how sustainable is that like especially if they keep um, devaluing the currency. That's wild. I don't know, man. We got some more input on Gabriel's uh, depression. Yeah, your cleric uh, limit. You may not be eating enough. You may need to eat more. That's a good point. Um. Sometimes if you're doing a lot of heavy cardio, you're right. He's saying you're not getting enough carbs. It's a possibility. I noticed on Fridays, if I was very light on carbs, I would have flat days and I wouldn't feel very good. And um, like not feeling good in a workout sometimes can, you know, make you a little depressed and you get hard on yourself and you got to take that into the weekend. So there, there's impossible to that. Um yeah, good points. He also says uh, you're not doing any over-the-counter drugs like test boosters or anything like, like that, are you? That's good points. 
uh, Lee the Philly says, do you think Amazov getting the title shot at Lima is a good sign? He's not a huge name, but the record sells itself. I don't think they promoted him well enough. It's possible he wins this fight. He could win this fight, but I, I still feel like it may be a little bit too early. And then if he does win, are they going to have the power to like really promote him? I don't know what they're doing. Like, I hardly ever know when their fights are. Oh, press room. Good point. Yeah, if any time you guys are feeling depressed, get your test done. Get your test looked at. Let me see if I have this thing. I don't think I have it on here. But I had a... Uh... Oh, I know where to look. I did my uh, blood work, so... I did it at home though. You can use um, a uh, this company let get checked. I share the link. So you could check my um, video. I have a video where I. Uh, check my test levels and some other stuff and I show that but there's a link you can get your stuff checked they send you a box of stuff and you get these little things that prick your finger you gotta squeeze squeeze the blood out to uh put in the thing and then that you send it off and they'll uh test your blood My test was 567, so it's in okay range. I still feel like I'm building muscle and I feel strong, so I don't feel like I need to do uh, any TRT yet. I'm hoping I can wait till I'm 50 because I don't. I'm afraid it's gonna fuck with my hair. I don't want my hair to fall out, bro. It's magnificent, and I this beard I grew is pretty ridiculous too. I don't want my hair to fall out, so I'm going to wait. As long as I can build muscles and put on size and be strong. I pulled 405 twice, my deadlifts. No belt, no, no straps. Yeah, this is part of it, too. They're, they're trying to outlast. What they're also doing, though, is they, they outlasted long enough to go public. So now they're selling shares. They're going to pass the cost of the lawsuit off on investors. So you suckers that are buying um, UFC stock are going to pay for the legal fees. Yeah, that's not that's not untrue. Well, just I mean, you see how much like one fight. Oscar De La Hoya and GSP. One fight, and GSP makes more money than he's made in his entire career in MMA, in the UFC. How does that how does that sit right with anybody, knowing that there's that much of a difference? Just because of his name value. 
his name value versus Oscar De La Hoya's name value. It's possible in MMA, but it's not possible. It's it's possible in in boxing, but it's not possible in MMA. Why? 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 Why would this guy not be able to make that much money? Right? It's and you can't be like, oh well, Oscar's carrying him because. Why would they pay him anything? Why would he just fight anybody? If Oscar's can, name can carry everything, why would they have to pay him even? Fight a hobo. Oscar can fight a hobo, and it'll, make, it'll be the same viewership under that logic. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ha! Fighters, no, fighters don't get in first class. And we get like... Two corner tickets, maybe one corner ticket. Who knows what they're doing now? Um, yeah, you got to pay for extra room. We've had like four or five guys staying in one room, sleep on the floor. Like, no, we don't. <laughs> I mean, it's a write-off. We can write off the, uh, well, no, we can write off the food and stuff. But they, they pay for the one hotel room usually and like one or two tickets. Your ticket and then one corner or two corners, depending, if it, you know, the promotion. Vitamin D could also be uh, something with the depression, too. My favorite meal of all time. I'm a big fan of ribeye steak, lobster, maybe scallops. Mm, maybe some, uh, like, garlic butter steamed vegetables. Mm. Ooh, talking dirty to me now. Uh, pretty much, UFC contracts or slavery contracts, Lucas is saying here. Uh, you can only leave if they're fired or if the number of fights provided for the contract is over. The fighter cannot leave voluntarily. Yeah, and, and they treat you like absolute dog shit if you leave voluntarily. If you're like, nope, I'm going to fight out my contract and see what's up. They will put you on the undercards. They will give you the toughest fights ever, and they will talk shit about you. Oh, I don't think this guy really wants it. He won't fight for free, so he doesn't really want, you know, big fights. It's ridiculous. Okay, what's this? Uh, Adam says, what's your thoughts on drinking beer? Like 14 ounce, like 14, 12 ounce bottles a week. Really bad for weight. Yeah, it, not only is it bad for weight, it's really bad for your testosterone. It's really bad for your testosterone. Do not, yeah, I don't drink beer anymore. Wine and whiskey. Like it's, it's uh, <clears throat> you're already bombarded with so many chemicals that are kicking the shit out of your testosterone. Don't fuck around with beer. If you're not in your 20s, don't fuck with beer. Totally. Empty calories, and then you're going to get bitch tits and a beer belly. It's not It's not good. Um, drink a man's drink. Whiskey, wine, coffee, the blood of your enemies, you defeated enemies. Yep. That's how you stay youthful. Uh, 
Connor asks, in your fighting career, what would you consider to be your biggest accomplishment or most enjoyable? Well, the fight with GSP was great, and the uh, Eric Silva fight, phenomenal. Yeah. Bring it on, says, uh, hey, John, I've stopped all resistance and weight training due to its ineffectiveness and lack of accessibility. I started low-intensity fasted cardio in the morning. Was that a wise decision? I am all about resistance training. I've seen too many benefits about um, lean muscle mass increases. Like, it's just, it's just better for you to be strong. We live in a gravity-based environment. Gravity is always pushing down or pulling down on you. Like it only makes sense to like build muscle to fight against it. Gravity, I always say gravity's trying to kill you. Don't let gravity win. So uh, I have a free resistance band, of course, up on Gum Road. If you didn't know, I've got a lot of stuff on Gum Road. Let's share that now. So my Gumroad, I have I have a free resistance band, of course, right here. Okay, um, and resistance training is the number one way to uh, boost your testosterone, um, get lean muscle mass, burn fat. You're just healthier as a strong person. There's a book called Muscle Up. Uh, I'm like my Amazon reading list thingy. Um, maybe I'll share that too. But yeah, in that, in that, he talks about um, how uh, like old people they had deadlift like once a week, and their um, their overall health was just got super better. Quickly, I'm sorry, I'm clicking things and losing the place. But yeah, so resistance band course, it's free. I get your email though, and I'll put you on my newsletter, and you'll get awesome emails from me. The most awesome. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, and then the other thing that I got going on is I'll go back. I guess I need to go back here. Is uh, I'm a big proponent of. high intensity interval training so i have a i have a 12 minute bike course and should i have you guys see it right so yeah i'm a big fan of interval training you burn more fat you raise your metabolism and metabolism stays high for up to 24 hours after a high-intensity cardio workout. I've known this stuff since high school. You see guys who do sprint workouts versus people who do long-distance running, and their body composition is completely different. But in the last 20 years or so, they've done plenty of studies to show that high-intensity sprint workouts are better for burning fat and burning calories superior we're all about superior the superior human you can do it 
Um, you can get that cardio workout on Gumroad. All right, you can follow the link here after this. I think it's in the description. Check it out. But yeah, so yeah, like fasted, low intensity. I think low intensity cardio isn't doing shit for you. Like if you want to go for a hike, cool, but you're not going to burn fat. You're not going to change your body composition. You have to push yourself. You have to push yourself. Okay. Um, man, I'm in no fat. If I mean, he wants to know if if uh, if my thoughts on the practice of no fat. It's not even a thought. Like I don't. I haven't watched porn in three years, so that's a big thing. I think watching a lot of porn is a bigger problem. Uh, if you're not accomplishing your goals and something like that is getting in your way, then yeah, like stop it. Stop anything that's getting in the way of your goals. But like if you don't have a problem with things getting in your goals, then, then fine. You don't have a problem having regular sex or if I got to relieve myself in the shower, uh, who cares? But get your shit done. And it was like, oh, yeah, if I start doing TRT, that's very possible. Uh, no, if they stop their contract, uh, Bananas is saying if a fighter could end their contract, if they have any concerns about brain damage, wouldn't that free them up to do what they want? Concerns could be temporary, but contract would need to be severed. Nope. UFC freezes contracts. So if you're like, I have a medical issue and I need to take some time off, contract's frozen. Dan Hardy had a contract like 11 years later, seven years later, whatever. Still in a contract. He had to ask them to release him, and he still, they said no. He's not, it's not capable of him fighting anywhere else because they have his contract. And they do that on purpose. They own you because they want to make sure no one else can compete. It's like old Hollywood before SAG. Yep, New York steak. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, my fave book, Bronte Janier, uh, says, when you train at AKA, who did you think was physically stronger, Islam or Khabib? Will it be difficult for Islam to step out of Khabib's shadow? It's always going to be hard for anybody to step out of Khabib's shadow. But Islam is really good. He's not physically as imposing and strong as Khabib, but he's slicker. He's much more slick. He is going to slip into an arm bar, throw the triangle. He's going to transition to those things. He's also going to take you down with some cheap throws. Not that they're cheap but they look like effortless, so you call them a cheap throw. And foot sweeps. He's a little bit more judo with those. And he may be more lethal than Khabib, but like he's slicker. Khabib just comes at you like a freaking bear. You're not going to stop him, and he mauls you. Um, Islam is more of an assassin. Tony Ferguson at 170. He's got the frame for it, but I don't, I don't know. He's tall. He could fill it up. I don't know. 
PFL. No, because I, 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 it's the same. It's the same messed up stuff. I, I don't think a fighter should have to give up his title every year and then re-enter a tournament. Like if you're if you're a champ, you should be a champ, and people should have to challenge the champ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was the uh, World Series of Fighting champion, and then when they switched to PFL, I was no longer champion. That kind of was like, fuck you. <laughs> I worked my ass off to be champ. I wanted to fight twice a year as champ and make, like, good money. If I could make, you know, $100,000, dollars per fight twice a year as a champ, that was fine. I could do that for a while, but, like, that's sustainable for training and all that shit. But whatever. Uh, one FC, no, I mean, no guys, the, the, the market for MMA is so exploited. I, there's no appeal for me to get punched in the face or knocked out or kicked in the head or go through a training camp to make, you know, at best 20 to 40% of what's generated from the revenue. Like I built my name up. If people are watching me fight, they're watching me fight and not watching the promotion I'm fighting for. I, I don't, I don't want to be exploited. So I'm just not going to do it. I am considering getting back into grappling, though, because there is more of a free market in grappling, and I might not make as much money as um, I would fighting, but if I make a better percentage for what I'm, I'm doing, that seems more appealing. I have more freedom to travel around, and I'm not going to get knocked out. <laughs> like, We'll see, though. I, I haven't even trained in a while, so... You know, summertime, I, I might be able to get into a schedule where I train more consistently because kids don't have school and don't have to be home when they're at school because they're at home. We'll see, though. Celebrity boxing. I was asked to fight on the uh, um, Mike Tyson card against the uh, Bodoo Jack. That big fucker. <laughs> they want me to box him. I was like, mm. He's a cruiserweight. He's bigger than me, and like he's been a champ before. And no thanks. Not for it was like twenty grand. Like, mm, nope. Uh, yeah, high rollers. That would be fun. That'd be funny. I've I've, I've seen those guys and their stuff. Yep, anything you do to get paid without getting punched in the face is a good idea. Yep, right there. I have not competed at Vibrato's uh, grappling league. I think it's cool. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, combat jujitsu or something. You can slap. I would be. I, I could be something I could be really be into. If I could slap you and choke you, let's do that. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is what we're talking about in the lawsuit. Bananas is saying, how is freezing a contract legal when freezing said contracts adds to mental suffering? If man adds to financial suffering. <laughs> also, they want to own you for fucking life. <coughs> but yeah, it's, I don't think it is legal. It's the problem. Ha <laughs> ha, tipsy. Not tipsy. This is a uh, regular. This is regular. 
You're new here. You must be new here. Tyler uh, says, uh, Islam seems to exit exchanges by moving straight back on the center line with hands fairly low. Is this concerning? It's he fights higher level competition. Um, the Dagestanis aren't exactly the greatest strikers. You know, they can take a punch and they throw hard punches. But a really sharp boxer will be able to land some shots on them. But the problem is, as you're landing shots, they're closing distance and they're getting in on the clinch. And he just needs a little bit of a clinch because he doesn't even have that single leg. You know, Khabib goes to the single leg. He just upper body ties, foot sweeps. Yeah, a lot of people think they can compete. Joe's versus Schmoes, remember that show? Joe's versus Schmoes. A lot of those guys were like the top cream of the class. The guys that always thought they could have done it. Oh, but that one injury or that one whatever, they go out there and got hammered or smashed by the actual pros, retired pros over the hill with big beer bellies. No timeline is interesting. That could last forever, though. I've had crazy long rule sessions with guys in the gym. <laughs> I love how this video here yet. Oh, man. We've got a few minutes here. Any guys have some questions? Would anybody want to uh, anybody want to jump on a call? Should I share the... Uh, The invite. Let's see. Let's see if you guys are animals. If you've got a question, ask. Uh, what do I think of Schmo, the reporter? He's going more on you than Ariel. Uh, I mean, you got to respect him leaning into the whole pro wrestling shit, right? Um, it, it is what it is. Like he's he's fighting in a sea of all these people doing the same exact same thing. Well, do I do the same exact same thing? Because they're all they're not really able to do investigative journalism, right? They can't write compelling stories that unearth big secrets or say something controversial they're all pr people they have to do pr so if everybody's doing the same pr like there's nothing there's no edge to it it's got to be really hard to compete as a new person if you're not allowed to have an edge because it's just pr you got to say the same positive bullshit you got to say the same storylines you got to go along with the crowd otherwise you won't get any attention so in order to stand out from everybody doing the same thing he he creates his character. He full on leans into the pro wrestling thing of it, and it's again, it's paid off. You can love it or hate it. Maybe he's actually a really talented journalist or you know media person, but he just did this because he's like, fuck, man. It's like Colby Covington. Like he's a really talented fighter, but he wasn't going to get the fights. He wasn't going to get attention unless he unless he played this character. Most underrated martial art in MMA. I mean, 
You know, wrestling, jiu-jitsu get a lot of play, boxing, kickboxing, whatever. But I mean, I think Kyokushin karate is like a legit traditional martial art that does get some credit because you got guys like GSP and you got guys like uh, um, Machida are practitioners of it and use it effectively. So I think that's the one that honestly people should give more respect to because it's not really talked about. You know, people talk about wrestling, they talk about jiu-jitsu, they talk about Muay Thai as like tough sports, like real martial arts. I don't think Kyokushin, traditional Kyokushin, where they actually spar and hit each other and shit. I think that's, I think there's a little respect. Put some respect on the name. I think anything that allows you to spar is a step above anything that doesn't. You guys ever heard about the 52 blocks? What do you guys think about the 52 blocks? I've never tried the 52 blocks. But in my experience, somebody who knows something is usually better off than somebody who knows nothing. As long as it's not like the chi, the chi stuff, the chi energies. On uh, Tuesdays, uh, being asked, do you watch Chase, Saldate, DC Wrestling Kids, come to AKA? And uh, do you want your boys to do high school wrestling? I, I want them to do what they are passionate about. We I force them to wrestle on Tuesdays. They have two friends that come up that are interested in wrestling and like wrestling around. We do a lot, a lot of basic drills, spin drill, under rover, monkey rolls, like that type of stuff. But then we drill basic double leg, single leg, and uh, some setups. And then we do a little bit of live wrestling. So I want them to have some base. And then I started wrestling more competitively, more regularly at nine in the fourth grade. My boy's going to be in the fourth grade this year. So I think I want to try to get him more active if I can in wrestling. So I'm gonna, I got to figure out the California systems and like where to go. Maybe I take him to DC's wrestling class. We'll see. But then a lot of it depends, too, on the COVID stuff. I don't want to – I don't want to end up having to take a COVID test every week or them have to take a COVID test every week. It's just annoying. Maybe I'll open up to more kids to come over and have bigger wrestling classes at my place. That's a, that's a good question. And not only that – you can't force them to roof your house, but they're never allowed to roof any other house ever again, unless you give them permission. Uh, I haven't tried pro wrestling because I'm not a I'm not a big pro wrestling guy. I don't know if I can keep a straight face trying to do the pretend stuff. Schmo is a turd. It's uh, interesting. Machida do karate. Hiya. I do have tutorial tutorials on uh, MMA stuff on Goom Road, actually. I will share that too again with you. 
<laughs> um, maybe I will do more basic stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, I have I have seminars that I did, and uh, with the seminars, I recorded and then put together. Um, The course, right? Uh, you know, uh, this one has the uh, fitting in, close the distance, press and chop, all of my spectacular moves I used to get in and then deal with people on the ground. You guys want to watch the uh, promo video? Yeah. This was out in uh, South Carolina. Taught some really cool stuff. Uh, I did a private pro uh, group seminar, and then I did a, a basic seminar for everybody. Oh, there I am. Very great. Hear that? This course was very great. From the horse's mouth, very great. I'm a great teacher. <laughs> See, so I yeah, I have stuff on Gumroad too. Uh, I'll be putting up more stuff as time goes off. I'll keep loading stuff up there. Um. And then I'm available, guys. You can contact Leah, Leah at johnfish.net, and book me for some seminars. So I got seminar season coming this summer. Book me now before it gets too busy. Uh, gyms are opening up, so I should be around a lot more places. Oh, wow. Moving to L.A.? Why would they do that? They like garbage. Uh, yeah, but the problem is, you know, they're saying signing multiple fight deals is a problem. No, it's extensions. There should be limits. There should be time limits on contracts. Like, no matter what, you should have a time limit on your contract. And if they can't fulfill your desires as an independent contractor, you should be allowed to leave and find a different promoter. On top of that, you should still be able to compete for the highest belt and you should be able to maintain your title. You're not your title. You should be able to maintain. Well, you should be able to maintain your title and you should be able to maintain your ranking regardless of what promotion you go to. If you're like, hey, man, we have a two-year contract. We're a year into it and you're a dick. I don't want to work with you anymore. I'm going to sit out until the end of the contract's over. And then I'm a free agent. And when I do that, if I'm ranked 15th in the world, I'm still 15th in the world. That's that's the way it's supposed to work. How do I stay active every day? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta schedule your days, man. You gotta be like today. This is at this time. This is workout time. This is what I do at this time of day, every day. Doesn't matter what you're doing. If you have to get resistance bands and put them next to your uh, toothbrush in the morning and, and, and while you're brushing teeth or in between you're doing whatever, you got to do push-ups and whatever shit with the resistance band, like do it then. You got to take it down to the, uh, 
the kitchen and while you're cooking your breakfast and do your resistance band workout while you're flipping eggs, do it. Just get it done. We're making excuses. There's so many ways to work out. Not socialism. They need more socialism. Uh, who would it be? If I could fight one Hollywood celebrity, who would it be? Who are, whichever one paid me the most. I don't even care. It's like, who are, which guy is going to get, am I going to get paid the most for fighting? I travel anywhere for seminars. I mean, it's going to cost more for, for the travel. But yeah, I travel wherever. I'll fight wherever. I don't want to fight wherever. I'll try. I'll teach you how to fight wherever. <laughs> One historical figure. I don't know, man. Genghis Khan, maybe. One of the gladiator champions. Let's see what's up. If you got the money, Fitch will travel. That's legit. Yeah, I'd fight Lincoln, big guy. <laughs> With big guy with reach, can you guys fight till her burger? That's hilarious. Taekwondo. Uh, kicks are good, but, like, they have really wide stance, so, like, low leg attacks, and there's some issues with it. No, no punching. Hands down a lot of times. <clears throat> yeah, but, I mean, usually they're good at keeping distance. I'll give them that. They're usually good at keeping distance. Lincoln was a wrestler. And back in the day, they used to wrestle, like, to gouge eyeballs out and shit. They were fucking raw back then, man. <laughs> Genghis Conner glider. You could have chosen Einstein. That's funny. Who would be the who would be the best fighter? Goliath? Maybe David. I want to I want to fight David. He could dodge the, the rock to the head and beat his ass. Try the flying triangle. And they put me in the Bible. All right, guys. That was fun. Nobody called in, but all right. Lots of questions. Thank you for the... Uh... Super chat. It was nice. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. It was great again. Y'all rock. Check out the Gumroad. Check out the books. <sighs> Set up a seminar. Get me out there, man. I need to teach. I need to teach. Uh, I'll be doing more privates and more small groups here in San Jose. So if you're in the Bay Area, reach out. Check out Smash Society, Patreon. Uh, we're going to schedule another meetup here soon. I'm going to try to throw some hatchets this time. All right, guys. I'll play you guys out.